Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Here in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, we'll start in uh, verse 17. But, but to each one of us, grace was giving, given according to the measure of Christ's gift, we talked about this last week. Remember, grace has been given to each and every last one of us. Grace is upon your life. Everybody say, grace is on my life. Grace is on my life. Grace is on my life. Say it again. Grace is on my life. Praise God. There's grace on your life. Therefore, he said, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended. What does it mean? But he also first uh, descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended also is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. Verse 11, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. That's what I was talking about a minute ago. There's a work for you to do. How many know that most work doesn't happen up here? It happens out there. Most work doesn't happen up here. It happens out there, right? Most work doesn't even happen in the walls of the church. It happens outside of there. Amen? Because we live more out there than we do in here. If that's not the case, I need to be checking the cameras because you're not supposed to be here all the time. You're supposed to have your own house, right? And you start paying rent. No, we live out there, right? And these gifts have been given for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ Till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect or mature man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into all things, into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. I just can't get away from it. There is much for us to do. There is much for you to do. Your opportunity has not passed you by. If you have breath in your body, you've got an opportunity to be used God. And in fact, it's not just an opportunity. You've got a mandate and a call from God to be used. Amen. You've got, it doesn't mean you have to go to some other place in the world or travel some distance. You've got your own people that you're in contact with every day that God has called you to minister to. Growth that you've been called to develop and, caused to, and called to bring in and, and called to water and move on and, and have an impact on. You're called to do that. I tell you what, if we could just get believers to change their mentality from a give me mentality to I'm going to give what he's given me mentality, right? From my name's Jimmy, I'll take all you give me to, listen, I don't know what rhymes, but I'm going to give you everything I've got, right? I'm going to keep giving and giving and giving. I'm going to give of myself until it hurts. I tell you, we could get a lot done if we would do that. We get a lot done if we, if we would do that. Yeah, but I have things I need. I have stuff that's going on. I have, I have other things. Listen, there's no priority. There's no thing. There's no endeavor more worthwhile, more rewarding, more eternal than the work of the ministry that we've all been called to do. I see some unexcited faces out there, but it, it is exciting. You know, the who's who in heaven, they're going to be busy. You know, when we get to heaven, we're going to have jobs to do. 
It's not, it's, not, it's not just naked babies and harps, you know, and, and playing songs and floating around, you know. Uh, that would be weird, you know, but it's, it's going to be work. There's going to be things to do. It's going to be a busy place. We're in training for that now. You know, your ability to work then and your, the, the load that the Lord entrusts with you to carry then is determined by your faithfulness to carry the load that you've been given here. Be faithful with what he's called you to do. Be faithful with where you are, right? Not with, not, with, not with where you'd like to be or even where you should be. Be faithful with where you are. Because if you're faithful where you are, God will get you where you should be. But you got to start somewhere. Said so you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. And there's never the time it'll be convenient. You make it happen because you want to make it happen. Amen. I want to encourage you, be busy. Be busy about the, when he comes, be busy. When he comes, be busy. When he shows up, be busy. Not because you know he's coming on a specific date, because you know he's coming because he said he's coming, right? And you want to be busy. Be active doing what he's called you to do, amen? But we've got an opportunity to cause growth here, and it's a, it's a priority. It's a priority with God, and needs to be a priority in our lives, amen? Hallelujah. Thank God we get to grow. Thank God we get to grow somebody else. Amen. Woo, I'm excited about that. Well, you should be, Pastor Greg. That's, that's your job. That's all of our jobs. Yeah. Take that finger, point it at you. That's my job. Not just your job, that's my job. Woo, praise God. That's our job. Huh. These are God's kids we get to develop. These are God's kids we get to impart life into. Woo, praise God. That is awesome. That is awesome. It's about working in the nursery. It's the best nursery to work in, the family of God. Amen? <laughs> it's the best children's ministry on the planet, right? Getting people out of there and moving them on. Amen? Praise God. But we need to grow up ourselves if we're going to be effective. Amen. Well, we've been talking about these things and, and looking at some things here, and uh, I, I trust they've been a help to you. Everybody starts up somewhere. And I'm not going to go over everything that we've talked about before. There are some things that I felt impressed to go back to. But, you know, we all start in the same place. We all need to have it in a position where we need to grow. And, I, and I've got good news for you. No matter how much you've grown, there's more growth to have. <laughs> no matter how mature you think you are, there's more growth to be had. There's more growth to, to, in your life that God wants to see happen. There's more possible for you. You, you, you can look, none of us have got to the fullness of the stature of the measure of Christ. I mean, you know, we think we've arrived. Brother, when, 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 when the reference is to the measure of the stature of Christ, we all got some work to do, don't we? I mean, nobody here except for my mama is close to that. I mean, <laughs> I got to be careful, right? She makes me Texas hash and other goodies to eat. So she's close. She's close. But none of us are, 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 are very close. None of us. We all have a lot to do. We all have a lot to work, a lot of work to accomplish. Amen. You know, the best way to make sure, I know we, we see the need in other people's lives. <laughs> you know, it's easy to see the need in somebody else's life, isn't it? Don't look around. Don't look anybody next to you. Just keep, just don't, don't just stare at me. Don't, don't even smile too much. It's, it's easy to recognize the growth other people need, right? <laughs> but you know, the biggest place of growth is in your own life. Amen. If we'll grow, God will use us to grow. 
We talked about reasons why we need to desire spiritual growth. We talked about um, the fact that Jesus himself grew. And in Luke chapter 2, the 40th chapter, I'll read it to you, the 40th verse, Luke 2, 40, says the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Uh, Young's literal of that says the, the child grew and was strengthened in spirit, being filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Like I said, Jesus needed to grow. You need to grow. If he needed to grow, the Son of God. Think about it, the Son of God. The one who was and always had been the Word made flesh himself had to grow spiritually when he got here. Well, we have some work to do, amen? And so if he, has work, if he had to grow, we've got to grow. That's a reason to do it because we want to be like him, right? We want, we want it to be just like him. We want to develop as well. Uh, so there's a need there for us to grow. There, there's a, uh, an opportunity there for us to grow. But, uh, you know, we also want to be effective in life. If we're, not, if we're not growing, we can't be effective in life. Go through over to Ephesians, the, uh, the second chapter, Ephesians chapter 2. I think I referenced this back in uh, January, Ephesians, the second chapter. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 2, reasons why we need to grow and uh, grow. In Ephesians 2, 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. There are things God has prepared for us to do, and the only way we're going to be able to do that is if we grow into some of these things, that we develop into these things. Hebrews chapter 5, you can go there with me. Hebrews the fifth chapter. Hebrews chapter 5 in the 12th verse. I think we looked at this as well. These are good things here, amen? Hebrews chapter 5. Verse 12, it says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. Notice, for by this time you ought to be teachers. If we ought to be teachers, there must be some teaching that we've all been called to do. And so if we're going to be faithful to him, we need to be faithful in our own growth. We need to be faithful in these things so we can develop others. Amen? God is interested in what? People being born again. He's interested in what? People getting filled with the Spirit. He's interested in what? People growing spiritually. Why? Because then they can know and begin to walk in what belongs to them, be a better representation of Christ, right? Walk in what belongs to them as believers, amen? And, and give that to somebody else. So he's interested in us growing for these reasons, amen? So we have much work to do. And then go with me to 3 John, the, the, uh, the second chapter. This is one we haven't talked about yet, but, uh, but it's important. And I think sometimes we lose sight of some of these things and forget Scripture that we, we all know uh, uh, very well. If you've been around here for any length of time, you've heard it before. But I want to look at this uh, a little bit here in 3 John, in the second verse, just one chapter there, 3 John, verse 2. When you're there, say, I'm there, PG. All right, I think that was everybody. But, um, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. You know, our, our, uh, one of the reasons why we ought to desire to grow because our prosperity and our health is attached to our spiritual growth. Our prosperity and our health is attached to our spiritual growth. Now, we know around here we've been taught well, right, that uh, you have spirit, soul, and body. Spirit is who we really are. Soul is our mind, will, and emotions. And, of course, body is the physical flesh we have. I mean, the body we have now, we're going to have it a long time, right? When this life is over, we'll get a better version, but it'll be the same body just made right, correct? 
But um, some of you are like, I don't like that. You'll like the one you get, but um, uh, it'll be what you have now just really, really awesome. Uh, but this scripture says here that he prays that you would prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. And that's not talking about our mind, will, and emotions. I mean, no, God wants our mind, will, and emotions to prosper. Amen. He wants your mind, will, and emotions to be stable. He wants you to be emotionally sound in every area. There ought not be any uh, un, uh, emotionally unbalanced believers. Why? Because Jesus paid the price for that. He made, it, he made it available for us to not have to deal with those things. But that's not what this scripture is talking about. That word soul is actually uh, uh, the Greek word um, suke, which is P-S-U-C-H-E. And that actually is breath or literally spirit. So our, our physical and, pro, and, and material prosperity is directly attached to our spiritual growth. I pray that you would prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. You know, we all want to be prosperous health, uh, uh, financially, don't we? No, I mean, some of you aren't decided. You're like, yeah, I'm still thinking about PG. God wants you to be prosper. And this is, this is the will of God where he says, I desire. Well, I thought this was uh, John writing. It was, by, but by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he said, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So does he want us to prosper spiritually? Obviously. Well, your uh, uh, financial, like I said, and, and physical prosperity is directly attached to that. Of course, you got to want it. If you don't want to prosper financially, God's not going to make you. If you don't want to live in health, God's not going to make you. Just like if, if, if you don't want to grow spiritually, God's not going to make you. But I will say this, if we're going to be who God's called us to be, we can't do it apart from spiritual growth. You know, uh, there's a scripture that says the blessing of the Lord, right? Makes one rich and he adds what? No sorrow with it. You know, there are different ways people come about being prosperous in life. Some is by, is by the hand of God, but much of what happens is by people's own doing. And anytime you get something that doesn't originate from God, there is curse attached to it and there is uh, problems attached to it. And there's dissatisfaction approached to it or, or attached to it. You know, if we're going to have prosperity that God provides, the blessings of the Lord, we must grow spiritually because he can't bless us beyond our ability to handle what he has for us. So we ought to be interested in growing spiritually because the degree that you develop spiritually will be the degree to which God can bless you financially. I tell you, over the years, we've seen it. God move in somebody's life just in a small way and they take a little bit of blessing and they just run straight off a cliff with it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, you know, they, they get a new boat. Thank God for a new boat. But they get this new boat and then they start doing it. They start missing church, Right? I think one of the worst things that can happen is if everybody in here suddenly had a million dollars in our pocket and three months to spend it, right? You'd see what really was on people's heart, wouldn't you, right? You'd have a lot of people that, that would just run off and just quit going to church, quit their obligations just to, because why? They have some resources. That is human, fallen human nature. I never forget when I was in high school, there was a, a guy that he was a couple grades younger than me and uh, his family, uh, they won, his dad won the lottery. I may have told the story before, but his dad won the lottery and, and he, it wasn't a large amount of money. We're not talking like, you know, a uh, hundred million dollars or something. We're talking like a million or something. How many know a million dollars really isn't that much money? And, and after Uncle Sam gets through with you, the, you know, the, the, it's definitely not a lot of money, Right. And they were not a Christian family, but they won the lottery. And his dad went in the very next day and quit his job, walked into his, his place of work, said, listen, I, I, I've won the lottery. 
you guys have told me what to do for the last time. I'm out of here. Quit his job. He bought a nice house, bought a nice car. He bought the kid that, I, that was a couple years younger than me, bought him a nice car, went on a hunting trip to Africa, you know, did all the things he'd wanted to do. In a short amount of time, guess what? He broke, right? And suddenly those things he's bought, you know, you buy a house, you got to maintain that house. You buy an expensive car. How many know there's a difference in maintaining, doing maintenance on, 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 on one brand of car versus another brand of car is a little bit different. How many know what I'm talking about? I mean, when you've got to get the special, you know, $200 oil change, you can't go to Jiffy Lube anymore. You need some money, right, to maintain. You know what I'm talking about. Well, you know, he, he, he got this thing and, and, and ended up uh, uh, spending all this money and, and doing all this. And what could have been a blessing, I'm not saying you need to go play the lottery. That's not right. But, I mean, you know, um, having a million dollars come in could be a blessing. You could do things with it, could change your life, at least could help you. Ended up destroying his life. Ended up ruining his life and ended up, uh, he went back, you know, a short time later, went back to his job and, uh, hey, hey guys, you know, you come in one day like, oh, I'm the man. I got a million bucks. Woo, I'm out of here. And then you come back a few months later, hey, hey guys, and how y'all doing? I, wow, I've really been missing just, I just miss seeing y'all on a daily basis. No, you missed that paycheck. Well, you know, how many know that when we get things outside of the blessing of the Lord, if there's not maturity in us, it can destroy us. Some of us have been battling or not really putting ourselves in a position to receive all that God wants for us to because we've not been willing to grow up enough to be able to handle it. I think Steve and I were talking once and uh, uh, several years ago in the office, you know, you just random conversation comes up. We actually do work, but every now and then you have random conversations and, and be quiet, Kendra. We know you don't do anything. But anyway, uh, we were talking about something. It was probably at lunch on our lunch break because, you know, personal conversation. I'm sure it was, you know, and we were... You know, after hours of prayer, we went and, and uh, anyway, uh, we were talking about something about, about, you know, money or something. And, and Steve was talking about playing the lottery and I was talking about working hard, but uh, uh, I don't remember, but we were talking about, you know, being in a position to be able to give a lot, you know, and, and being in a position to be able to do things really. And, you know, have a, and, and, and we're, we're, we're two preachers, you know, we're like, you know, we're talking about do something significant for the kingdom of God, do something major for the kingdom of God. Like I would love to be able to, to, you know, who's ever thought of this? I would love the next time Christopher Allen needs to go to India to pull out my checkbook. Let's take care of this, right? Let, let, let's just take care of this and just write it and just take care of that. And just, wouldn't that be awesome? As we were talking, you know, we were, I don't figure what we were talking about. We were talking about something and, and then the conversation came up. Yeah, well, you know, if, if you, you did that, the next time they saw you, I don't, I remember how the details, how the conversation went in this direction, but you know, Steve does and he's, he's like, <laughs> was it me or was it you? Oh, you guys, good answer. All right. It was okay. It was the devil. No, uh. We were talking about, you know, when you run into somebody, you know, I think the comment was, was made, you know, uh, if you give some uh, large sum of money to some ministries doing something that, well, you know, but, well, you probably have a good seat the next time you showed up to one of their conferences. I mean, you know, we think you, if, if, you, if, you, if you sported somebody at some ministry, a large check, I remember uh, Rhema a couple years ago, minister gave them a million dollars, wrote them a million dollar check to Rhema to pay for ACs and things. Wouldn't it be great to be able to do that? You know, the reason why God can't use a lot of people to do that is because they'd expect that seat on the front row. Oh, oh. Have you ever given something and you expected special recognition for it because you did something? Nobody's looking around right now. Suddenly it's, oh, yes, that's so funny. Ooh, that's not fun at all. Ever been there before? 
right? You've done something and, and, and something, and then, and then you, people get their feelings hurt because they didn't get special recognition for it. That, that's evidence of something in our life is not mature that needs to be matured. I mean, is this real world stuff or not? I mean, you know, why is that a big deal? Because pride wants to enter in. Look what I've done. I want to be recognized for what I've done. Listen, God can't, even though you might use it for something good, it could ultimately be your downfall if you don't have some maturity in your life. And God loves you too much to put you in a position. Right? To put you in a position to where it causes your downfall. It's the truth. And there's a lot of people who don't have anything. But the same thing is the same. They have the same mindset, even though they haven't given anything, but their mindset is the same, that God can't give them a single thing because even when they're broke, their attitude is wrong. <laughs> it's the truth. You know, we need to grow in these things. God, there's so much. The Bible says the wealth of the wicked has been what? Laid up for the just. Do you believe God's word is actually true? I mean, God said the wealth of the wicked has been laid up for the just. The problem is the reason why we've not experienced it because most people, when they hear that, they immediately think of what can I buy? It's the truth. That's why spiritual growth is necessary. This ought to be an exciting topic to us. This ought to be something that, that is, is a big deal for us because so much of our life is attached to it. God wants to do so much more for us than we have. We have, we have not even scratched the surface of what God wants to do in our lives. And truthfully, you know, when it comes down to this, if, if, if that scripture, I want you to prosper in all things, if that impresses you too much, you need to check yourself. It's the truth. You know, not all of our thoughts should be about money. Even though we have to work, right? Because if you don't work, you don't eat. But let I me mean, know that we ought not be consumed with these things. It's the truth. Amen. God wants to bless us. I wish that you would prosper in all things and be in health. Your physical health is tied to your spiritual, prosper, or your spiritual growth. Go through over to Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs, the 18th chapter. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 18. Is this all right? By the way, Steve and I's conversation was one of those, as we went further and talked more about it, we're like, ooh, we got some adjustments to make, right? Just a little attitude adjustments to make about some things, you know? And, 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 and if I gave that amount, I, I would insist on sitting in the back, right? Just come in just to check my heart, right? Uh, and, and, and not even let them know that I was coming, you know? You know, you got to do what you got to do. Amen. The Lord wants us to help. He wants to help us work some of these things out. Proverbs chapter 18, the 14th verse. It says, the spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? Proverbs chapter 18 in the 14th verse there in the Amplified says, the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain and trouble, but a weak and broken spirit who can raise up or bear. Our physical health is directly tied to our spiritual health. Our, phys our, our physical well-being is directly tied to our spiritual well-being. Strong spirit, strong body. Weak spirit, weakened body. 
Now, that doesn't mean that, that everybody who's going through something means they're weak. And it also doesn't mean we are has, having physical symptoms in their body. It doesn't mean you're weak spiritually. How many know there's an enemy out there that wants to attack us? And we ha- we've got the victory, amen? And, but likewise, just because somebody is healthy doesn't mean they're strong in spirit. Just because they don't have anything going on doesn't necessarily mean they're strong in spirit. We've got a whole world of people who don't know Jesus at all that have anything going on. That doesn't mean they're strong spiritually. They just haven't been attacked yet. But it does say here that uh, the, strong, the strong spirit of man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, who can bear? Who can raise up or bear? The good news is we can get strong in spirit. We can grow and develop in these. Have I really been talking for 28 minutes? My goodness. Somebody said, yes, Pastor Greg. All right, watch it. All right. <laughs> you can build your spirit, and you need to build your spirit, but you've got to keep it strong. You have to keep your spirit strong. How many know that your spirit is not the Holy Spirit? And if you don't know it, well, just give yourself a few minutes, right? Your spirit is not the Holy Spirit. He is inexhaustible. We are not. Go with me over to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Have all these things I want to get to and... Endeavoring to follow my heart doesn't look like it's going to happen, but that's all right. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. In the 16th verse it says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Everybody say day by day. You know, we, we, this is something, you when you get born again, you don't have to focus on getting born again again. Once you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you don't, need to, you don't need to focus on getting saved every day. You've got the new birth. It's, not, it's yours. It belongs to you. When you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you don't need to focus on getting filled every day, but you do need to be refilled, right? Stir that thing up on the inside of you. But, you know, focusing on our spiritual health is something we've got to do every single day because there are things trying to drag it down and come against us. And if you're not careful about it, you can have the most on-fire believer one day, but if they're not careful, they can find themselves in a place later where they're back to a babyhood stage. Amy and I, we've got a, we, the other day we were, we were looking around on uh, YouTube and, and uh, there's a minister that we knew when we were out in Tulsa that had a, had a really, um, uh, uh, a really, kind of a happening church, a growing church, just a, 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 you know, when we were at Bible school, obviously we served at Rama. She worked in the kids' departments and I worked in the youth department. We went to Rama, and uh, I've said this before, you know, we had worked just steadily the whole time we were here at the church and we got to Rama. We thought, you know, we're going to take some time off. We've worked hard for years and, and work in all these different departments and we're just going to go to church for a little while and just be average, normal Joe Christians. I mean, you know, uh, we, that's a, a Christian who's not involved is not an average normal Joe Christian. It's really, it's really not. And so we got there, and so we went to the young marriage group. All these people our age, we're just going to have a good time and hang out. It lasted two weeks, and so we got to looking at each other, and, and like you know, I, I told her, I said, I can't do this anymore. She said, I can't either. So we've got to get busy. We just can't sit here and do anything. So whole time we were at Rama, you know, we served faithfully while we were there and, and involved up to our eyeballs as best we could, you know, while being in school. Well, when that was over, we were done. 
And so we had a, a little bit of time before we moved back to Jacksonville. So we wanted to check out different churches in the area. And, and Tulsa is the land of churches. I mean, there's a, basically a church. There's more churches than there are people, I'm sure. And uh, uh, some of them are good. Some of them are, are maybe not the best. But anyway, uh, this particular individual had a, just had a really thriving church, was growing. He was a spirit-filled man and, and loved God and, and uh, had actually gotten his start uh, uh, in youth ministry years and years ago before, before that. And, and uh, the church was just, had just really taken off. And God was... Was blessing them. And so we went and checked it out, just kind of getting ideas, went different places, just kind of seeing what they do. And, and, uh, so it was one of the places we went for a couple services. And, uh, and so I had lost track of where they were and what, what he was doing. Well, recently, I don't know, for some reason I was thinking about him. How many know when you, when you come across sometimes somebody and you haven't thought about him in a long time and suddenly you find yourself thinking about him? How many know this is a side thought, but how many know that that's oftentimes the Lord is looking for somebody to help? He's looking for somebody to help that individual. He's looking for somebody to come alongside, like we were talking before, and, and, and do some work for the kingdom. And so I just got into thinking about this, this ministry. I hadn't thought about him in, in probably 20 years. I hadn't thought about it at all, or, or 18 years. And so I got up and looked, and I started searching, and, and he had a, just a vibrant, growing ministry. And I looked, and there's no church in Tulsa. There's no church there. And I thought, well, he must have you know, maybe moved somewhere else. And I kept looking. I'd searching the internet, you know, doing all the things, trying to, there's, I found nothing. I eventually found him. He's working at a, at a, at a, a, a he's on staff now at a church that, that it's not a spirit-filled church. It's a, it's a liturgical church. You know, it's a, I don't know if it's an Anglican or, or one of those type churches, but it's not a spirit-filled church. And he's on staff, you know, and, and, and. I watched one of his messages, and it, it lacked the life that he used to have. You could tell he was just kind of just going through the motions. Anybody ever been there before? You're just going through the motions, and, and you knew it. You know, sometimes we can recognize this in somebody else. And he wasn't preaching faith anymore, and he wasn't talking about the, the, you know, the, the move of the Spirit. He wasn't talking about any of these things. He was reading the daily readings and, and different things. And, and I'm not criticizing him, but my whole point is you can be strong one day, but if you're not careful, you can find yourself somewhere completely different if you don't pay attention. If you're not giving yourself to that and, and continuing to pursue God and being open to what he would say to you, you can be strong today and cold tomorrow. You can be healthy today and weak tomorrow. Spending time uh, developing and pushing forward in these areas is vital for our lives. In, a, in a, a Proverbs chapter 4, it says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find him and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart with all diligence. Your natural heart, no, their spirit, your spirit, man. Keep it with all diligence. For out of it flows the issues of life. Out of your heart, the condition of your, the real you, the condition, out of that place flows all the issues of life. This is important. This is important. This is important. I hope you know when you come to services that we don't just hear a message. And, 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 you know, and I'll be honest with you, I, I, I've done it before. Come in and hear a message. And that was a good message. But then not careful when I leave to, how many know that, like I said, you know, I had it on my heart to start this. And, and last week we went in a specific direction. I have a few more things about that last week that I don't know if we'll get to or not. But 
Anytime the Lord directs us in something, it's because we need it. Somebody needs to hear it. Oftentimes, all of us, really the reality is if it's God's word, we all need to hear it. Right? We all need these things. But how many know when, when the Lord is stressing things, it's important we pay attention? Because oftentimes, our, our, it could be that our own lives depend upon the very things that, that are being said. And the good news is if you're doing that, if you're paying attention and staying aware of the Holy Spirit on the inside, he can talk to you about things that, that maybe don't directly get said in the service, but in an environment where people are endeavoring to follow the Holy Spirit. In that environment where people are listening, he can begin to say things that to you that could end up saving your life, rescuing your future, saving your family. Future generations could be rescued from misery. But it's not about just hearing things, it's about paying attention, paying attention, pay attention. And I'm here to tell you, pay attention to your spiritual condition. Pay attention to your spiritual condition. Pay attention to your spiritual condition. I'll say it again. Pay attention to your spiritual condition. Nothing is more important. Nothing is more important. Are you listening? Nothing is more important. Not one thing is more important than your spiritual condition at this moment. Yeah, but I got this going on. I got that going on. I may be in school or I got a big job interview. I got this situation or that situation. Maybe you're even facing something in your body. Nothing is more important than your spiritual condition. Nothing is more important. Nothing is more important. Nothing is more important. But if we're not careful, other things will exalt themselves against what heaven's priorities are and is there to, to, to rob us of something God has for us in our life. Like I said, the Lord, you know, pastors been talking about healing and different things on Sunday mornings. They've been awesome. Why? Because he's wanted, God is wanting to emphasize some things. It's not that just pastors just has a Rolodex of subjects. Right? There's not a wheel of subjects in the back that we have darts, you know, and what are we going to do this week? Guys, I don't know. Spin the wheel. We don't do that. Now, I keep a list of things that I've taught, that I, that I minister on. I have a list going back between when we were in Jacksonville, and I've got a list of things that way. I just know, right, what it is, and, and I kind of keep track of that. But I don't go back to that to tell me what to talk about. I check my heart. What's the Lord having me do? Well, what if you miss it, Pastor? Well, what, well, what if I don't? See, these are important things. God wants you healthy, but he wants you strong spiritually. God wants you prosperous, but he wants your heart in the right place, right? He cares about all of this stuff, but he wants your heart to be strong, united with him. Young people, you can do anything God asks you to do if your heart is right, if your spirit is strong. Parents, you can do anything the Lord asks you to do if your spirit is strong. No matter how old you are, no matter what's going on, you can do whatever God tells you to do if you're, if you're strong in spirit. It's important. It's important. Praise God. Mm. You know, last week we, we, we started talking about, and I won't have a whole lot of time, but, but I'll just touch on a few things. We started talking about ways that the Lord strengthens us and, and things that he uses to, to, uh, uh, to cause spiritual growth in our, in our lives. 
And last week we talked about the ministry gifts. Who was here last week? You heard him talking about the ministry gifts. And, and we talked about the role of the pastor in your life. And, and um, you know, I'll just, a, a couple things I just want to say uh, about that. Um, it's a bunch of stuff that, 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 that I could, we could go back and look at. But how many know that we, we, ha- we, have a, we have an honor problem in our nation? We have an honor problem in the world. Now, something Leah said to me last week after, after service, and I may have messed the words up. She said, but even in the, in the business community, they recognize it's not about the, I think you said, what did you say, title or? The role, their position. It's not, it's not about the person. It's about their position. That maybe sounds a little better. I don't know. Anyway, it rhymes, P's. Anyway, so position people. It's not about the person or the individual. It's about their position. It's about their role that they have. We're talking about spiritual growth, and 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 there there's 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 how many know that a lack of honor is what got the whole thing in a mess from the beginning. The issue of honoring and 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 pride, all of this stuff started in heaven, and it wasn't God who started it; it was Lucifer who started it. You know, I was thinking this afternoon. You know that we in in recent times we've seen a big. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, things going on with our police and, and, and people, you know, dishonoring our police and, 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 and you know, uh, I mean, we've all seen it, right? We've all, we've all heard it and, and seen these things. And, and there is this just undertone of just a lack of trust, right, that's out there and just, just a push against authority. And how many know that comes straight, that comes straight from the enemy? That comes straight from the enemy. That doesn't come from God. Are there some bad police out there? Yeah, there's some bad police out there. I know when Amy and I, before we got married, you know, uh, she was living, we, we, she, had, we, she, was, she had bought a place, you know, when she moved down here and we lived out in the, she had lived out in the woods, you know, and had a trailer she was living in. And, and so before we got married, you know, I went over to the house to mow the yard. She wasn't there. And so I went home and to her house, not my home yet. When we got married, it became my home. We did things right. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I got there and, and it was, it was, it was like this time of year, you know, where it's the temperature's kind of all over the place and you're kind of annoyed that you're having to mow the grass and it's only February, you know, kind of a deal. And so the grass was growing around the house and it was cold outside that day. And, and so I took the mower over there and I was going to mow her yard. And, and when I got there, you know, the yard was, was high, was the grass was high, but I needed to go do something. So I, I used the key and I went inside and I thought, my goodness, I'm about to marry the world's biggest slob. I mean, the house was just, was just trash. There was stuff everywhere. Everything was knocked down. I'm thinking, dear Lord, I'm engaged to like, you know, messy Marvinetta or whatever. I mean, I'm like, this woman is so messy. And then I thought, wait a second, it's freezing cold outside, but it's nice and warm in, in the, in here in the trailer. And so, you know, your brain starts, starts working. And I looked and I looked to the back and the back door was standing wide open. What happened was her house was being robbed. There was somebody breaking into her place and I walked up on them. And so when I went in the front door, they went out the back door. And, uh, you know, not being a guy and not thinking, what did I do? I ran out the back door after them and I ran into the woods. I'm chasing them and I'm not sure what direction they went. Then I realized this is really dumb because I don't even know where they are. They could like, you know, this isn't smart. So I went back, we called the police. They came out, they fingerprinted the whole place. And, and um, when it was all said and done, the people who were living next to us were moving out that day. 
And they were always through wild parties and did all this stuff, probably too much detail. But anyway, they, they, they just lived crazy, you know, and, and they were moving out that day. In fact, they had packed up their U-Haul and were gone by the time most of us would get home from work. Well, she'd get home or I would come over. They were gone before we were going to be there. It was them. They had broke into our house because they knew her schedule and they knew I was never around or when I was around. So they broke in and got her stuff. We called the police. And they fingerprinted and did all this stuff. Well, we called and didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything. A couple weeks later, I called, hey, what's the deal? Oh, we lost the fingerprints. Oh, we lo- we, well, sorry, we lost all of this. And sorry, we can't find anything. Come to find out the police chief, that was his niece. They lost everything. So we lost everything. Right? The stuff they ran out with, we, we didn't get it back. You know, they got it. And, and you know what? Was, was, that, was that an instance of a police officer who did the wrong thing? Yeah, it was, it was wrong. Is that what they all do? No, most of them are, are great. Most of them sacrifice, put their life on the line. I thank God for them. But what happens is there are, there's a bad apple out there and there's this drive within people, right, to, to, to rebel against all of them or to say, you know what, all of them are bad. That's what the enemy's trying to do. That's what he's tried to do in the church. That's what he's tried to do in the church. Are there bad preachers that are out there? Absolutely. Are there some out there who who have the wrong motives? Absolutely. Are all of them like that? No. You know, what the enemy tries to do, he's trying to get people to, to, to revolt or to rebel against law enforcement. Really, he's having them rebel against God. Right? Well, the same thing is true when it comes to the ministry gifts. You know, the enemy wants to cause there to be problems there to where the very things that he's placed in your life to be a blessing that cause growth to come, he wants to cause there to be a problem and mistrust to be there and a lack of honor for these things so that we can't develop and grow. Why? He's after our fruit. He's after our productiveness. He's after our fruitfulness and our faith. He's after those things. Like I said, I felt like we needed to to look at this again tonight. Beware to not let the attitude of this world seep into your Christian walk. Don't let it seep into your Christian walk. Don't let it happen. Nobody's perfect, right? Nobody's perfect. But I will say this, the ministry gifts are there to be a blessing to you. Well, it's the truth. Well, I wish you'd talk about something else. Well, when we get this, we, we will. Paul said in Romans, he said, you know, I exalt my ministry. He said, I exalt my ministry. What was he talking about? He said, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about what God's called me to do. You know, it's okay for you to talk about what God's called you to do. It's not right for you to make it the most important thing in everybody else's life. Right? And I'm not saying, and we know this, that the ministry gifts are not there to tell you what to do with your life. And if anybody tries to do that, you you need not listen to them. But just because somebody else has done that doesn't mean that God's not here trying to help you. Amen. Now, I don't know why I felt like I need to go back to this tonight, but but, but I'm going to obey if I feel like we need to. We need to make sure we not let these things slip in and it begin to, to get us off course on what God's having us to do. Amen? Well, praise God. How you hear things, well, how you hear things and who you hear. I said this last week. Who you hear affects what you hear. How you hear affects what you hear. Listen, our lives are attached to making sure we keep our heart right in things. 
Don't let somebody else's mistake become your mistake. Don't let somebody else's bad attitude become your bad attitude. Well, that's the truth. You know, when I say these, I'm not, I'm not, I can tell you right now, I've, I'm, I'm not thinking about anything in particular. I'm really not. I'm really not. But it's important that we watch it. We keep our own hearts with diligence. Keep our own hearts with diligence. Keep our own hearts with diligence. Why? Because out of it flows the issues of life. Out of that place, that tenderness towards God and openness to him, in receptiveness to what he's doing, out of that flows the very issues of our life come out of that. I don't know about you, but I've seen the devil steal too much. I've just seen him steal too much in people's lives. In fact, he's stolen too much in my life. I mean, the one thing he gets his, hand, his old dirty hands on is one thing's too many, right? One thing he gets in involved and gets in the middle of an influence is one thing, one, one ounce of influence he shouldn't have, right? I don't want that for myself. I don't want that from anybody else. I don't want us to miss out on one single thing God has for us. It's too important. Jesus paid too, too high of a price for it. He paid too high of a price for it. He paid too high of a price for it. He shed too much blood, was take, take too big of a beating, suffered so much ridicule, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth one thing. It's not worth it. Well, this is fun tonight, isn't it? Let's not miss out on one thing. Everybody close your eyes for a minute. Father, I thank you. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for every person here tonight. Father, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your goodness. Father, I thank you for your mercy. But Father, I thank you for the plan of God, the purpose of God, the will of God, the grace of God that you have placed and put in every single person here tonight. Father, the deposit that you placed in us, what you placed in it is too great. It's too important for us to squander. It's too important for us to, to, to neglect and, and to, to not act upon. The job at hand is too great. Too important to not give everything we have to do it. Father, tonight, I just speak to hurt that's happened in people's lives by the abuse of others, things that aren't right, things that were done improperly by people they, they trusted and should have trusted. Father, help us all to forgive. And, and, and Father, as we do that, Lord, then also healing comes in our own lives. But Father, Help us to not let those things where the enemy caused problems, where stealing, killing, and destroying happened, Lord, to continue to, uh, the door to be open because we don't make adjustments. 
Father, thank you for grace upon every person. Grace upon every individual. Grace upon every individual here tonight. Father, I thank you. 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 Nobody's looking around. I just feel impressed. There are some folks here that, that, that you've been hurt in times past by, by people in, in positions of authority. Could have been in a church. Might have been this church. If it, whatever. We all make mistakes. If I've done anything to hurt you, I ask you to forgive me. But you know, people make mistakes, issues, things happen. It could have been outside of here. Could have been some of you maybe grown up, a parent who didn't, didn't handle their business right and did things wrong. Nobody's looking around, please. Nobody's looking around tonight. Don't let the shortcomings of somebody else rob what God has for you. Don't let it rob what God has made for you and designed for you. I'm asking you right now, just release them. Release them. You can do it in your heart right now and just release that person. Release that situation. Just release it. I've had things happen in my life that I could have been bitter about. It wouldn't have done anything, but just, just mess me up. Release it. Let it go. Release them. Let it go. Like I said, nobody's looking around. If you've got something in your heart you need to deal with, I encourage you to deal with it. Just deal with it right now. Don't, don't carry it anymore. Don't, 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 don't go any further with it. Deal with it right now. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.